All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on the Wrap the Home of Sooner Fans. Hour three, as always, when we're on the road, like uh, we are today. And by the way, I, I have to apologize. Sooner Lisa busted me out on it. I didn't realize. I did say Thursday once last hour, and it happened to be right when she tuned in. Sorry, Lisa. But, yeah, it's it's been a weird, like, mind bleep kind of a day because – it's Wednesday, and we're at Cavens, and we're typically here on Thursdays. But the one thing you need to know about Cavens, they're always here for you, regardless of what day. We're here 24-7, 365, water, fire, mold, crime scene services, always available at CavensGroup.com. All right, um, are you ready for the top five stories of the day? I think, uh, I think we are ready to roll. Not the most reassuring answer, but so, let's yeah, do it. Yeah, we're, we're, we're ready now. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, uh, Kirk Ferentz is about ready to take the dais, right? He's about ready to speak. Yep, and he can explain to us why uh, about seven or eight guys that are clearly going to be starting are not listed on the, the death chart. Thank Ooh, you, Kirk. There you click, click away, baby. Let's go. All right, let's hit the top five stories of the day. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Newcastle Casino, online at newcastlecasino.com. You know it. You love it. Where real gamers go to play. You can learn more by hitting up that website, newcastlecasino.com, or simply swing by I-44, exit 107, happy hour, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6. That is Newcastle Casino. Big story number five. Number five, we were we were having a big debate during the break to whether or not baseball has earned a spot in the top five stories of the day. And Josh Helmer said, absolutely. Why not? So do you want to start with how the Royals did yesterday? Are we not even going to talk about it? Oh, man, it's a fun year, isn't it? 29 and 74. I'm sorry, man. Uh, Zach Grinke has lost 16 straight road games. Yeah, he's having a good season. Uh, five to one. But there were some games that I guess you could say had meaning last night, including uh, I'm not just pandering to the T-Row in the morning show here, but in both the Reds and the Rangers games, first place on the line, including the Reds getting one back yesterday, which was important because they blew a they blew a one zip lead and lost the opener yesterday in Milwaukee. They're gonna make sure that didn't happen. He swings and he clocks this high and deep left center field, way back and gone. Wow. Above the Brewer bullpen, Will Benson doubles the Reds' lead. It is four to nothing. They would hold on for a four to three win. Meanwhile, the Houston Astros are making life miserable for the Rangers. All thin left-handers delivers this one, and this one hit high and deep left field, going back, looking up at the track, and that ball is gone. A home run by Martin Maldonado. So. The Astros have won the first two games of their series with the Rangers winning last night 4-3. to three. That divisional race is separated now by just a game. One game between the Astros and the Rangers, and they'll get at it today at 7 o'clock. I think it's the same in the Central, right? Is it still one game in the Central, in the National League Central? Hold on. Uh, uh, no, a half a game. In the Central. 
a half a game in the Central for the Reds and the Brewers, who will play this afternoon at 1 o'clock. And, Josh, look who's running away with the National League West. 1-1 pitch. This one's hit well. Deep to right center. Back it goes. It is off the top of the wall. Here comes Taylor around third, and the Dodgers win it. The Dodgers win it. A walk-off hit in the bottom of the tenth for James Altman. 8-7, Dodgers. They're good. I never, I'm glad I never gave up on this team. I'm glad I never yeah, gave I, up on this team. It must have been tough, huh? <laughs> must have been tough to stick in there with them. Hey, uh, how many division titles in a row would this be for the Dodgers? I, I think it would be nine. That's crazy. That is uh, – Hold on, hold on. I'm looking right now. They have won – Every single National League West since 13. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Oh, wait, hold on. They, never mind, never mind. They didn't win it in 21. Is that right? I thought they did. I thought they did, too. Oh, you know what? I, you know, I don't like the way that Wikipedia has put this, so I'm just going to go and change it. Let's make it consecutive. I don't know. I do not remember them having to get in as a wild card in twenty one. Yeah, probably, probably they did, which speaks to uh, my knowledge of the Dodgers. Hold on, hold on, Wikipedia. I am changing you right now. That doesn't seem right. Maybe they. I, I wonder if they still tied for the division and had to get the wild card because I think they, I think they still claim it, but they. Uh, huh? How about that? Eight in a row from thirteen to twenty. So, uh, well, you guys blew it clearly. Nine, ten. This would be ten of the last eleven if they can hold on. They've got a four-game lead. My bad, Dodger Blaine. I should have known that. All right, uh, there's baseball. And in fact, if I'm reading this correctly, we got a baseball game that is just underway. The Rockies, the Nationals, scoreless in the top of the first inning. All right, big story number four. Number four. The Bronny news from yesterday, Josh. I feel like that it's it's all been good so far in the response and the reaction to it, but. Uh, we've learned a lot about the USC first responder units and how solid that they have been and, you know, not deal, having to deal with this before. This wasn't the first time. But Bronny James, if you missed it, yesterday while practicing, suffered a cardiac arrest at USC. Medical staff was able to treat him, take him to the hospital. He's in stable condition, no longer in ICU. Uh, USC Athletics declined to comment on the situation, citing the privacy concerns, um, but a uh, – a statement was released by the university. So there, or excuse me, by the James family. And on this day, when LeBron James, Bronny James has cardiac arrest, we have the return to camp of DeMar Hamlin, which, again, I thought on that night we would never see him play again. Anything else to add on the Bronny story? Well, it just sounds like it's, you know, as best that it could be in terms of a resolution. So, I mean, Agreed. freaky, scary thing. And uh, just happy that, at least right now, it sounds like he's okay. Right, exactly. Exactly. All right, uh, two big story, number three. Number three. All right, a lot of NFL stuff to get to, including Justin Herbert's new contract. You know, I was thinking about this last night. I started to tweet it, but then again, I realized that not everyone gets sarcasm. Uh, Justin Herbert reached a five-year, $262.5 million extension. Herbert is now the highest-paid quarterback in the National Football League. For for now. For now. Um, because Joe Burrow's got his contract coming up, which is going to be negotiated. But I was going to tweet last night, 
this number now makes Patrick Mahomes the eighth highest paid quarterback in the National Football League. And I started to put a tweet together. Of, I think this is totally unfair how Kansas City is treating Patrick Mahomes. He should leave the Chiefs, request a trade, and just drop out of camp immediately. But then I realized not a lot of people would understand that that's coming from a place of bitterness. And I think there's like a good faith clause in there somewhere, Josh, to where if Mahomes wants, then they'll go back in and renegotiate with them. I mean, eighth highest paid quarterback in the league is a little bit weird when you consider that the dude has been to five straight AFC championship games, has won two Super Bowls, and has been to three of them. Yeah, I say just work it out to where you can have an ownership share and keep paying him not that much. And it's not like, by the way, I saw Florio tweet this. I hate having to defend the Chiefs. But it's not like the Chiefs aren't spending money. They're not skimping. They're not not paying Mahomes and then not spending money in other places. I mean, they're going out and trying to get dudes. It's not like they let Orlando Brown Jr. walk and didn't go out and get a serviceable replacement. I mean, they're not. In other words, hoarding away money. This isn't a Daniel Snyder-type situation. No, but, uh, you know, the cap is real, believe it or not. Yeah. And, you know, you can only pay so many so many people. And probably, yes, at some point, uh, I don't know if it'll be next offseason or the following. At some point, it'll get restructured and Mahomes is going to make more money. Yeah. Uh, I thought I had a cut here from the Bengals' owner about, how they're going to pay Joe Burrow, but they're, they're, they're not as swift in their negotiations as the Chargers are. I agree that this is a really good deal, right, for Herbert. He gets paid, but I just – there's going to be some salary cap maneuvering over the next few years. You see how that thing is structured, Josh? Oof. There no, is. I, I didn't look at the uh, year-by-year financials. What does, what does it look like? It's pretty hefty on the back end. Oh, I mean, yes. I was I was a little bit surprised whenever I started diving through it. Oh, hold on here. Here it is. Oh, they haven't updated it yet on Spotrack. Where then where was I watching this? Uh, where did I see it? Was it over the Maybe it was over the cap. Here we go. His contract. So the cap number is the number. When you when you look at this, the cap number and the dead money. Josh, his cap number for the uh, next three, the next two seasons, this year, next year, okay. really low this year, only eight point four. Next year, it jumps up to nineteen point three, which right? is n- not bad for a great quarterback. Right. I mean, that's really cheap. And, and again, the dead cap, which, which tells I mean, me it's about to really. All right, you ready? Really okay, here you go. Leap. By the way, the dead cap money is always interesting to look at, but they're not going to cut Justin Herbert. So when you're like, gosh, it would cost one hundred and twenty-nine million dollars to cut it's, him. It's a pointless conversation. Right. With it Herbert. is, but. But for some reason, it's a real number. His cap hold after his 24 season, when he turns 26, 37.3, 46.3 the next year, 58.3 in 27. And when he turns 30, Josh, $71.1 million cap hit. Now, usually by the time you get to that point as a quarterback, what happens? You renegotiate, you restructure your deal, you make it easier, but... I mean, you're going to have to start really worrying about the cap with Herbert beginning after this next season. I mean, it's going to become a real number after 2024. Not this coming season, the next season. You would imagine. And unless something happens with the cap that 
sure. you know, it skyrockets or something that we're not necessarily anticipating. Which is always a possibility. I got other things here. Um, I got Belichick, but I don't know how much you guys care about that. I got the news on Jordan Addison. I think we're good. Anything Belichick that's quite- uh, on the hot seat. Yeah, yeah, hot seat, right. I haven't been in there. They're doing physicals. <laughs> I mean, how's the guys looking? Oh, they're doing physicals in there. I have no idea. If Belichick's on the hot seat, then so is Mike Tomlin. Stop it. All right, um, big story. Let's see. That was three. So big story number two. Number two. All right, so I've had a couple people reach out and just ask, hey, Michigan, when when they, when they talk in a Big Ten media days, what's going to happen? Well, with the NCAA sanctions looming, I didn't realize this, but he can't comment on it. So he's going to get asked, but like if he says anything, I mean anything about this, uh, it could end up being problematic for both he and Michigan, which is why, Josh, I can't wait for tomorrow at this time during the show whenever Jim Harbaugh is going to be meeting with the media because I don't think that this guy is going to be able to keep his mouth shut. I just don't, and I'm here for it. He is, you know, everyone's like, oh, he finally admitted that he lied. Well, apparently that's not the case. Apparently that's not the case. Here was Chris Ballas. He was on Andy Staples on three show yesterday in talking about what's going on with the latest involving Harbaugh. Uh, you know what? If you think about it, uh, you think about four games and you think, oh, it's only four games. That's a third of the season. You know, and of course, yeah. they hope that it goes beyond that. But and it's all because of the cover up being worse than the crime, according to what we've heard. You know, Jim Harbaugh not being forthcoming. Nobody would say he lied, but said, well, I don't remember about giving a kid or two, a hamburger when they came up for an unofficial or for a visit, unexpected visit. So yeah, crazy. this was during, this was during COVID, right? This is all, a, exactly. all about that we're cause. North- all right. So Andy goes into the details of it that we've talked about. Uh, and I love Andy, but Oh, my man cannot let his guests talk. <laughs> love him. Wow. And it, you know, it's about a cheeseburger, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing that's interesting to me in this is I just think it's, I think it's going to end up being an absolute S show tomorrow. It's uh, it's kind of dumb that he can't talk about it too. It's sort I of know. like it's sort of like your mom and dad are like, all right, well, you're going to timeout for one. Hour. If I hear one more word out, that's yeah. two hours. You want four <laughs> hours? Just try me. I just, I'm telling you guys right now, Harbaugh is not, he's not going to be able to stay quiet on this. And again, and again, Josh, what else? He's still not admitting that he lied. Right. He's still not. And it's is it dumb? Yes. Should it have been a level two or any kind of violation like that? Probably not. But let's remember it was a different time during COVID. We weren't supposed to be around people, and we were. You know, we assume everyone else was following the rules and. Basically, they got caught because, what, someone put the receipt on social media when Harbaugh's signed it. It's like, whoa, that seems that seems a little bit dicey. Seems but illegal. It's just, yeah. You know, four games, we joke and we talk about the, the four teams that it is. I hadn't thought about it from that. I mean, that's third of the season, right? And, and here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. I, I, I didn't think about this, and I, I know we gotta we got to get the big story number one, Eugene Brooks, and obviously Oklahoma recruiting. But – when Michigan speaks tomorrow, Big Ten media days, which so far have been what somewhat subdued, Josh, outside of the first time we've seen the new commissioner, Tony Petiti, in this setting and basically saying that they're not looking at expansion right now. But in Michigan, 
I wonder if this gives them an opportunity to showcase or give an audition to the potential successor for Harbaugh. When Urban Meyer got suspended, I can't remember what it was for at Ohio State, the interim coach, oh, oh, I, okay, now I remember. It was the whole mess with his wide receivers coach and all that mess they went through in the offseason. Who was their coach? Ryan Day. And it was treated as almost an audition. Okay, well, if something ever happens with Urban Meyer, there's our guy, Ryan Day. I can't help but wonder if for Michigan, because they haven't named an interim coach yet because they, well, they, they haven't, they haven't truly announced or accepted the suspension yet. And, and one of the guys that many think, Sean Moore, could be the next head coach. I mean, he's going to have to serve a one-game suspension, too. I can't help but wonder if it might end up being an opportunity for, say, a Mike Hart to get a, an audition for the possibility that if Harbaugh jumps to an NFL job next season or if he decides, hey, I'm out, I'm going to go mow my yard and be a farmer, you get an opportunity to see what your next head coach might look like in that setting. You do, no doubt. Absolutely, they'll get a little bit of a taste. The The problem, again, is, yeah, it's a third of the season, but it, what we've started off with, the schedule's so lousy. So bad. That it's, okay, yeah, you get a look at it, but, I mean, are you going to hire your next coach based on beating Rutgers by three scores? Mm, that's a good point. <laughs> going up against a team that you're infinitely more talented in. Now, uh, gets, you could lose the job based sure. on how you play against Rutgers, maybe. All right, big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Uh, we had Travis come on with us last hour to just dive a little bit deeper into some of the concerns on O-line recruiting. Eugene Brooks uh, commits yesterday. And then Bob Stoops jumped on the rush for his regular Tuesday spot and had incredible things to say about Bill Beedenboe. We'll share it with you next as we count down to college football. We count down to tomorrow's coaches' luncheon. We'll be live from Life Church tomorrow. And we count down to you calling Cavens at 405-573-3048. Roofing repairs, maintenance commercial business needs, air duct cleaning, dryer vent cleaning, dumpster rentals, plus 24-7, 365, fire, mold, water, emergencies. They've got you covered at Cavens Group. That's CavensGroup.com. It's Plank Show. We're talking crew next on The Ref. Can I ask you a, a, a realignment question real quick without, like, making it the whole show? Which I know we can be guilty of having happen. Me, I'm pointing the finger. But is Colorado some sort of massive get for the Big 12? And, I, again, it's not disrespect or dumping on the Big 12. I understand that. You see Dion, you see the the way things have gone, but I don't I don't know about you, Josh. I just I don't get this. Yeah, if you're Colorado, you gotta go get Colorado. You gotta get them. Get them. If I'm the Pac twelve, I'm probably like, Yeah, all right. See you guys. Have a good one. Enjoy it. I don't understand how this is some massive get for the Big Twelve. Everyone talking about Colorado. Oh, I don't think it is. Unless you know, you're projecting for the future, and Dion does get things cooking. Because I, I've told you this before, and even if Colorado is great, it would mm-hmm. take it would take Colorado getting back to playing for 
making appearances in the, you know, not that they've made college football playoff appearances, but like late 80s, early 90s Colorado where you won a national sure. championship. It would take that. And I don't even know if they would then plank usurp the Broncos. That is Colorado is truly <laughs> take take all your Chiefs Kingdom jokes and your Raiders uh, Legion jokes. It is truly Broncos country, right? Yeah, y- you yeah. are not beating the Broncos there. The Nuggets just won a world championship and probably they're still second fiddle to the Denver Broncos. So, you know, in terms of like market share, legitimate market share, they've got to be really, really good for you to, I think, see what you're trying to sell to advertisers and to TV executives that, oh, look, we've got Denver. It's like, okay, well, yeah, do you? So to me, I look at it and say, okay, Colorado, if you pair it with Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah, okay, well, now you got something pretty exciting because mm-hmm. you've locked up all of these different markets. And, oh, by the way, I just think for the long-term viability, the idea that the Big 12 is not getting picked off now all of a sudden by the Pac-12, right? I mean, to me, that's right. what you would secure. Not even necessarily the, oh, my goodness, look what we just added. Just the security blanket, I think, is what you would, would wind up with. You know what's funny? Here's what's funny. Is when Colorado was in the Big 12. Let's go. When Colorado was in the Big 8, right? They fit. I mean, it just for some reason. And they were good. They were good. That... That matters a lot, winning. But once they got into the Big 12, it just it never really seemed like, Josh, they were a fit. In fact, I mean, when they went to the Pac-10, when Colorado made that shift to the Pac-10, I don't think any of us in Big 12 country at the time was boo-hooing about it. I don't. I think it was more, they fit. There you go. That was the one school. <laughs> Missouri, Kansas fans hated, right? Right. And, and Oklahoma fans, who the heck do you think you are? Right. This Why do you think you're SEC worthy? Nebraska, how dare you betray us, right? Right. Texas A&M, how dare you betray this league? And how do you think you're better than this and that than Texas? Colorado was like, oh, yeah, no, right, that kind of makes sense. Right, exactly. We'll see you. Have fun. It, w- w- it wasn't something we fought and scratched. And, and anyone, I don't think anyone was making the, and I don't remember them. I don't think Colorado had to deal with hostile road environments because, you know, probably at the time, whenever it's going, it's like, hey, man, this might be the last time Colorado ever plays. You're like, uh. All right. Yeah, it just, it wasn't this. There's not a sport that you look at and you say, Colorado, man. Look at them. They're not good at basketball. They're not good at women's basketball. I mean, find me the sport because it's not there. So I don't get I don't get this incredible push by those in Big 12 country that want to, and, and our, our people, they're like, man, Colorado, got to go get them. I've constantly said, why? If 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 you want, if you're feeling like you're taking away from the Pac-12, all right, I get that. Maybe it's just, but I don't understand this sudden draw of every person who, I guess, just have people call them with all the latest inside news. And I think, aren't we on about our fifteenth Friday in a row where something big's going to happen, Josh? I mean, I really feel like. At some point, I hope you people 
quit platforming these soothsayers whenever it comes to this. Eventually, you shoot a gun in the air enough time, you're going to hit a dock. But at what point is it? This is Friday. Hey, hey, if you just now found me, this is a Friday where something's going down. I feel like we've been in that like mindset forever. And isn't Brett Yormark in Italy anyway? So when I start seeing all of these connected, Colorado, all right, maybe they do end up in the Big 12. Great. Maybe it happens this Friday. Fine. But I don't understand where if I'm the Big 12 and I'm one of the teams involved, you already have that time zone. You maybe have a better product in that time zone in BYU. What does Colorado really bring you? And that's why I'm stuck right now because I don't get it. And if you tell me Denver, like you said, I'd kind of laugh a little bit at you. You get as much of Denver from Colorado as maybe a little bit more than, say, a, a TCU gives you of Dallas. It's just not reality. It's just not. And I have and I have. If you want to change your focus and say we're going to become a little bit more basketball, that's why Gonzaga and UConn are in the mix. I get that. That makes sense to me. But if it's like, oh, you got in a full meal deal, we're bringing in Colorado. To me, the only thing is you're taken away from the, the Pac-12, and that's it. And are you really taking that much away from them? <laughs> By doing, if it's only Colorado, yeah, I mean, right. it would need to be Colorado and a couple other travel partners. Yeah. I mean, to me, obviously, Oregon, Washington, if you could get those two, would be gigantic. Though uh, their you. flirtation with the Big Ten is well documented. I don't get it, man. I, I still think further east, if uh, you could – Line something up, and it would be a shock. To me, your mark, I mean, you want to really make a splash? Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina, Virginia. You start talking about those types of schools, okay, well, now you've added some cash. Yeah, I agree. All but, right. Uh, that ain't going to happen. So we've talked a lot of recruiting on the show the last few days, and I've, you know, I'm a casual when it comes to recruiting. I, uh, I count on our stars, Parker Thune and Travis Davidson and Tra- Tyler McComas, and then, of course, I become an expert, Josh, on signing day. But even as Oklahoma's list of offensive line commits grows, Eugene Brooks committing yesterday, there always seems to be some sort of question or concern about, why are the five stars? Why aren't we getting all higher-rated guys? Listen to what Bob Stoops said yesterday on The Ref when asked about Bill Beanbow. He loves his players. His players love him. He relates to them really well. He's a no-BS guy, so he shoots them straight. They appreciate that. Uh, he's a great technician, incredibly bright, um, and he passes that all on to all of them. Uh, yeah, I told the story. I I called him. Uh, he was with Dana Holgerson at West Virginia. I'm in Vegas, and I hear he wants to come with us. So I called Bill. Someone had tipped me off that he'd be interested, and I knew what an incredible job he did there. And I'm talking to him, trying to sell him on Oklahoma, and he, and he goes, Coach, you know, how abrupt Bill is. He gets to the point immediately all the time. He says, you want me to, are you trying to hire me or not? I said, yeah, Bill, I want to hire you. He goes, well, offer me the job and whatever. And he goes, I'm coming. I go, you're coming. He goes, yeah. And I, I go, why? He goes, because it's Oklahoma. <laughs> so, anyway, Bill's the best uh, and incredible. He's He's one of the top assistants in the whole country, believe me. Uh, anybody would hire him, and NFL t- teams inquire about him every year. Uh, you know, he's he's uh, he's one of the all-time best, no doubt about it. There you go. Not uh, my drop. 
Not much higher praise than that. I will say we've brought up, because of some of the shows that I get to do with, with Coach, you know, we'll hear from, yeah, I get to do with Gabe, one of his former players. And they'll, they'll bring up some NFL talk now and then. I think, I think Coach Beanbows would be interested in that. But I'll add this, Josh. I don't know if I've seen a guy that has improved more in how he handles the media than Coach Beanbow. He's great. He is great. So I uh, embrace it. Fabulous story. That was incredible from Bob Stoops. I would just personally like to get to a point where I can in an interview setting say, hey, hey, I mean, come on. Let's let's stop this nonsense. Am I getting the job or not? Are you offering this to me? <laughs> hey, hold on here. You don't have to sell me on this place. I want to be here. With that said, are you offering me the job or are we doing a little dance here? What's going on? Let's go. Most beanbow thing ever. All right, it's uh, 1136. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll have the best of the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Plus, I guess this could be considered a little bit of breaking news on Tyree Kill. Mike McDaniel, the head coach of the Dolphins, speaks out and has some frustrations to share. We'll talk about it next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. You know, one thing that did happen in the NFL that we didn't mention, Josh, Andrew Thomas got a new deal. Five-year, $117 million contract, $67 million guaranteed for the starting left tackle for the New York Giants. Left tackle's getting paid. Paid. As was Justin Herbert yesterday, which now makes which now makes Patrick Mahomes the eighth highest paid quarterback in the league. Eight. I think it's time for him to demand a trade. Go to a place and wants to pay him. Uh, here from the 580, someone writes, Mahomes took less money for other players from what I've been hearing. That's not what I hear. I, I'm just telling you what I'm hearing. Josh, from what I've been hearing, uh, they have refused to give him more money, and they're pocketing all of that, and he's just staying in Kansas City because he's afraid of Chiefs fans. Well, and I, now now we just need other players to stop demanding Aaron Donald money. <laughs> I, I, I was be, Again, see, I was being sarcastic with it. And it even took, well, I already taken less. Yeah, I, I know. I'm, I'm a bitter Raiders fan, man. What do you expect? What do you expect? I allowed myself. The slightest bit of optimism whenever I saw Jimmy G sign. And, well, let me rephrase that. When I saw Jimmy G get cleared. And then I remembered. And I remembered this and I try to forget it. He's not capable of making it through his season without getting hurt. And while the Raiders' offensive line is pretty good at run blocking, they cannot pass block. And y'all can dog on Derek Carr all you want. But at least he can move. Jimmy G, not so much. The 405 writes, Plank, I feel your pain. I've been a Cardinal fan since 1963. After this season, they should have the number one pick in next year's draft. I personally like how people have already, Josh, projected the uh, the Cardinals having both the one and two picks because the Texans are going to be terrible again this year. That's my personal favorite mock draft is the year-away mock draft who also has the order of who's going to finish. <laughs> Yes, very fun. 
Uh, Sugar Shane in Newcastle brings up a very good point. He writes, so apparently they're having a hearing about extraterrestrial crafts and aliens. I'll just keep listening to the ref. Football is more interesting. Sugar Shane, I'll tell you something. Because I got sucked into this black hole last night. You are not going to get anything out of these hearings. Nobody is going to tell you anything. You have a better chance of getting true UFO information out of a Joe Rogan podcast than you do anything on these hearings today. I, by the way, what a time to be alive, right? One week you got Congress talking about NIL. In fact, we had a new NIL proposal, which I guess we haven't really talked about too much today. But an NIL conversation one day and then aliens the next day. What a time, Josh. Well, and there was, let me tell you, uh, as we look at these documents, there was a character named Eleven, and Jim Hopper was <laughs> he was in the town, and Eddie Munson was there. Uh, uh, yes, um, Republican Plank here from Oklahoma. Sir, what can you tell us that you know about the upside-down world? Well, the Demigorgon was uh, storming the gates, and Vecna stopped by. Uh, what did you make, by the way, speaking real quick of, of actual federal legislation, <laughs> what did you make of the PASS Act, which uh, among the different like notes, collectives and boosters would have to be affiliated with the college or school, a national standard would be established, but this was also what I felt like the, f- the, the first one of these that addressed the portal to where it kind of went back to the good old days of transfer, right? You're only transferring if it's you're graduated or it's a family emergency. I mean, it would have to go back, Josh. It basically eliminizes, eliminizes, it eliminizes, Josh. (laughs) Yes. It eliminates the one-time transfer waiver. I I thought that was interesting. I don't think you can eliminize the one-time transfer. (laughs) I just, I, you know, cats out of the bag. I, I just don't know that you can do that, you know. I mean, obviously, gets proposed and passed, then, then you would, but uh, that would be met with such resistance. I just, uh, you know, kind of feel like we're in this era the way that we are. K-A-N-B-A writes on the co- – we were talking about Colorado, right? We've got our next wave of, of, of rumors, right? I mean, this is kind of that time. And some of y'all incessantly tweet about these conference realignment rumors. And my point was, is Colorado really a big get? I mean, is it? KA and BA writes, Colorado's a good get until Dion's ADD kicks in and he's gone in two to three years. Then they go back to being not relevant again uh, for the 5-8-0. It may not be the, hey, we're getting Colorado, but it's a race between the Big 12, Pac-12, and ACC to be the third conference to 16 teams. They... But they all say they don't have a number. Five. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. I only have our ma'am. I only have your area codes. But they, I mean, that might be BS, right? But even whenever your mark, he stopped himself. He's like, you know, 14. And then he kind of stops. Like, well, but, you know, we're not really looking at a number as much as a fit. Which I think is hard to say as a conference that has a whole new identity, right? How do we know what the true fit in is, is in the Big 12 when the national kind of prominent narrative around the big 12 has always been oklahoma and texas how can you know what your fit is whenever you're replacing your two big dogs that's that's always been interesting to me unless it you, sure isn't geographical josh unless you just know that 
again, you can get to that number and you have the assurances from said television executives that, you know, the, the per school payout's not going to change, which I don't know that you've got that. I like this from the 405. Colorado leaving for the Pac-12? Does anybody remember the ugly cl- crowds, unruly students like LSU drunks? I remember a lot of times. Dirty players as bad as TCU DBs last year. Colorado, same thing for decades. Bleep on Colorado. <laughs> I. It's amazing what a little confidence can do for a fan base, right? It's amazing what a couple of wins can do for a fan base. Colorado was living it. Uh, Oklahoma Johnny. Well, the Big 12 went through several breakups, obviously currently losing uh, hard tens with Oklahoma and Texas. The Big 12 self-confidence is a little down, so any attention is good attention, even if it's from a six or six-and-a-half, i.e. Colorado. Boy, that is a reference that Arnie Spanier would love. Well, she's really been working on herself here lately. I mean, she just just hired Dion to the office. Right, she's got a new job. He's working really hard on getting in shape, you know, uh, I don't want to read anything more about the Raiders, but I appreciate that. True, for the nine one eight, I don't have coach. I think he meant to say love. I don't love Coach B using the portal right now to help with depth. The young guys need to play. The lino you had in seventeen and eighteen benefited heavily from playing guys early in their career. Ah, uh-huh. so you're saying Caden Green, huh? <laughs> that was an awesome quick response. I feel like I, I – are you the same person, sir? I feel like you and I go back and forth on the balance between the portal and the, and the young players. But I'm, I'm not against you. I'm not against you. Coy writes, the Big Ten could really possibly have a TV deal done, then not a TV deal done, then get another one done, all before the Pac-12 <laughs> got one done. <laughs> yes, that's correct. <laughs> sir, sir, you absolutely positively hit it on the head. That that a hundred percent right now. That's, that's basi- where we are. That's, that's basically the last year just summarized. Oh god! They eliminized any thought to it. That's it right there. Someone says, "Quit being a Raiders fan." I can't. I've tried. I've tried, bro. I mean, this isn't some Johnny Come Lately thing. This is dating back to like Jim Plunkett. It's dating back to Marcus Allen. My very first assignment with OU on a big level, like a championship level, I know we got a break, um, was, let's see, what was, what was the bowl game? What was the first Orange Bowl they went to, Josh, since 11? Was it 14? It was, no, it wasn't 14. It was Baker's first year as a starter, and they played Clemson in the Orange Bowl. Because the bowl games prior to that had been, let's see, we went to the, in 11, they went to Tempe. I think we went to Dallas in 12, right? There wasn't the, the first Orange Bowl that I experienced on the sidelines. And I'll never forget, Marcus Allen was being honored. Bro, I was shook. Whenever I was a little kid, I wrote Marcus Allen a note, and he sent me an autograph picture that I still have to this day. To this day? <laughs> so... I'm t- I wish, bro, I wish I could quit this team. I wish I could move on, but I can't. Plus, black is a slimming color. All right, we got a break. Yeah, really good day on the text line, 
3439. When we come back, we'll put a wrap on things and hand the baton off to Steelman here at Cabins on the ref. By the way, I appreciate Craig extending the invitation to be a Dallas Cowboys fan. Uh, I, I think I've, I've adopted this for 23, Josh, to just enjoy the NFL season. I'm just going to watch where the Sooners are. That's it. I'll watch some Jaguars games to see how Anton Harrison is doing. Obviously, very heavy Chiefs influence, James Winchester. Which, by the way, James Winchester is one of my favorite Chief players maybe in the history of ever. Because if he's coming on the field a lot, it mean well, I guess it could go the other way too. It could mean a punt or it could mean an extra point. <laughs> I would like to believe it would be the latter, be a punt for the greatest Washington warrior of all time. But, yeah, I – I just feel like it's going to be pain, indigestion, disappointment, sadness. I think part of this, too, is I was all in last year, dude. I thought this was a good team. And they lose the Titans? They lose to the Titans? Well, Lincoln, Lincoln Riley will be your coach soon enough. I would take him over Josh McDaniels. I would take him. Hey, uh, Mike Mike McDaniel, I want to pay off this tease real quick before we got out, Josh, since we've spent the latter 30 on, on NFL, and because we've got a lot of OU stuff tomorrow and Steel Man and Thune coming up next year from Cavens, Cavensgroup.com, 24-7, 365 emergency needs for your home and your business, 405-573-3048. I, I guess there's a chance Tyreek Hill could miss some games. Have you seen this growing? Uh, not good. Not good for them at all. I mean, this is a guy that it could be a multiple offender violation. Mike McDaniel's trying to stand up for his guy. He said he, said he was frustrated with Tyreek, but also then kind of took a little veiled shot at the NFL. Now, this doesn't mean you should probably let him drop in your fantasy draft. But I think Miami has a chance to be pretty good this year. But I also think they are the one team that you lose your quarterback, you're done. Yeah. And how cool is it to see what two has developed into, Josh, when he's healthy? Pretty good. Pretty good. That's a fun division. It's going to be. going to be. All right. Hey, Josh, have a great day, buddy. You too, we'll my be, friend. We'll uh, be at Live Church tomorrow for the coaches' luncheon, and we'll learn a lot about Oklahoma tomorrow. Until then, have a great rest of your day. Keep it locked in right here with the ref. Download the app if you don't have it. Go to the app store, search KREF. Stick around for Steel Man and Thune at Noon right now.